This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, October 24th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, xylazine adulteration of the heroin-fentanyl drug supply, is in the annals of internal medicine. Since 2016, xylazine has appeared in the illicitly manufactured fentanyl supply and has increased in prevalence due to its low cost and presumed synergistic psychoactive effect. Xylazine may alter the management of patients with fentanyl overdose and withdrawal. Initiation of buprenorphine and perhaps methadone may be compounded by the concomitant use of xylazine. The authors conclude that the presence of extensive wounds in people who use xylazine prevents them from accessing resources, including medically managed withdrawal treatment, leading to a cycle of continued and escalating use. Our next article, Changes in Cannabis Attributable Hospitalizations Following Non-Medical Cannabis Legalization in Canada, is in JAMA Network Open. The authors argue that hospitalizations due to cannabis were trending up pre-legalization but did decrease slightly during the legalization with limits period, before increasing significantly during the commercialization period. Of note, the commercialization period coincided with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. Commercialization allowed for sales of products with higher THC concentration, which may be related to this increase. Our next article, In Addiction, is titled, Opioid-Related Overdose Deaths Among People Experiencing Homelessness, 2017-2021. The study found that people experiencing homelessness are overrepresented among opioid-related overdose deaths, and this burden is dramatically increasing, with one in six opioid-related deaths occurring among individuals experiencing homelessness at the time of death, and one in three among individuals experiencing homelessness within one year of death. Our next study in PLOS-1 is titled Assessing the Associations Between Genetic Variants and Substance Use in People with HIV in the United States. This study notes that substance use is both a risk factor for HIV and is prevalent among people with HIV. Researchers examined a large data repository of people with HIV looking for genome-wide associations of genetic variants with use pattern for the substances of alcohol, tobacco, and cannabis. The authors found that one single nucleotide polymorphism, or SNP, was associated with drinks per week of alcohol, while nine SNPs were associated with smoking initiation and two with smoking cessation. The authors also identified two SNPs associated with cannabis cessation that had not been previously reported to be linked with substance use. The authors postulate that the path between genes and substance use phenotypes in persons with HIV could be affected by immune suppression, treatments for HIV, and the effects of stigma. Our next article in JAMA Psychiatry is titled Use of Lysergic Acid Deethylamide by Major Depression Status. Using data from the NSDUH, this study compared trends in past year LSD use from 2008 to 2019 between adults with and without past year depression. Overall, prevalence of past year use increased significantly from 0.2% to 0.9%. Specifically, in adults without depression, the prevalence of past year use increased from 0.2% in 2008 to 0.8% in 2019. While among those with past year depression, the prevalence of past year use increased from 0.5% in 2008 and 1.8% in 2019. Given increases in major depression over the last decade, the authors suggest that use of LSD may continue to increase as well. 
Next, we have an article in Harm Reduction Journal titled Naloxone Prescriptions Among Patients with a Substance Use Disorder and a Positive Fentanyl Urine Drug Screen Presenting to the Emergency Department. The author suggests that naloxone should be prescribed to all persons using illicit drugs, not just those using opioids. This study looked at all visits to an emergency department at an academic medical center in Georgia between 2019 and 2021 that included a diagnosis of SUD. Among patients with a discharge diagnosis of OUD, 16% received a naloxone prescription. With a non-opioid SUD diagnosis, 4.9% were prescribed naloxone. The authors conclude that rates of naloxone prescriptions were low, particularly for people with SUD for illicit substances other than opioids. A new article in the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Use is titled Low-Label Trial of Lofexidine-Assisted Non-Opioid Induction onto Naltrexone Extended Release Injection for Opioid Use Disorder. The authors conducted a trial using lufexidine to help manage withdrawal symptoms with the goal of increasing initiation of naltrexone. The study enrolled 20 participants, of which 50% initiated naltrexone. 12 patients reported some side effects, with dizziness being most common. The study supports use of lufexidine as a safe and feasible option to manage withdrawal symptoms during naltrexone initiation, although additional larger controlled studies are needed. Our final article, titled Consequences of Adolescent Drug Use, is in Translational Psychiatry. Despite efforts to educate adolescents about the harms related to substance use, initiation remains high around the world. This review article considered some of the most recent literature surrounding adolescent substance use and determines that future research could inform the predictors, mechanisms, and consequences of adolescent drug use. In addition, Efforts to understand sex differences as well as the similarities and differences between substances in this population all have the potential to lead to effective treatment. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.